10. The city came to life, and the morning sun began to heat up the alleys between the houses. Prefect Junior Gladelius' eyes were fixed on some children who were playing further down the street. They teased a dog who tried to escape. A smile spread on his face as memories of childhood appeared. In the same moment an unpleasant feeling took over, he remembered how some of the older boys used to tease him. Hilius and himself had decided that they would eat breakfast together, they chose one of the city's most popular taverns. He waved to the owner. Hunched, the man ran forward and bowed. We need some breakfast. Just some olives, bread and wine. Yes, sir, prefect. The owner disappeared as quickly as he appeared. They sat down at a small table not far from the Temple of Fortuna. A table like so many other tables that stood outside one of the thousands of small places that served food in the city. Helius had arrived from the other side of the city, from a vent in hill and Gladilius had walked down from Castra Praetorio only a few minutes outside the city wall to the east. Castra was built hundred years earlier to house the nearly ten thousand Praetorians in the Emperor's private guard. It was a huge building erected by the treacherous prefect Siginus who tried to seize power from Emperor Tiberius. The Senate condemned him to be strangled in a hole in the ground close to Tulinum like all traitors to Rome. Since Trajan left Rome for the campaign against Parthia Rome had been calm and quiet and the large premises at Castra had felt abandoned. But now most of the Praetorians were on their way back to Rome and Gladilius would have the opportunity to wield his new command among the legionnaires. Did you know that Alpicus rode in? he said. No. He had to be in a hurry rode straight to Optimus. Gladilius wondered what sinister plans the cunning rat now had cooking. Something shady, anyways something dubious, that I'm sure of, he thought. If I have a chance I'll stop the arms trade, stop Ducks Optimus Quirinless and all the other greedy traders. Helius interrupted his thoughts. If Alpicus arrived then Cornelius, Duck's son, soon will return. So soon? Must be something important. Looks like it. Robbers and bandits all of them. Gladilius' voice was sharp as a knife. Helius glanced at the young Praetorian. He knew Gladilius disliked the new religious cult, Christians or Nazarenes. They grew stronger every day and rumors had it that Alpicus was one of its supporters, even though secretly. Gently Gladilius said. Now, I would like to. Yes, I mean, when we now meet my friend, I want to invite you, yes, I mean you and your sister. I've just got myself a new apartment at the event in. Spacious and bright, great views. I am planning TP have a small party later this week and I was, yes you know, I wonder if you and your sister would care to be my guests. Of course Gladilius, my friend, I'm delighted to be invited. Kind of you to ask. I'll ask Secundia, but I am sure she has nothing against it. 
Hillias saw a brief moment of disappointment in his friend's eyes. He saw the tense shoulders and his somewhat stiff smile. Does she have something else planned? By Jupiter. Do Gladius have a particularly interest in my sister? Of course he has, he answered himself. I have not noticed it before but it's clear that he wants to be able to show a kinship with Remius, the great general. It would improve his chances of reaching the Senate. Hilius smiled to himself, careful of not showing it, to reveal the absurdity of the situation. He realized that Secundia would dismiss him without reflection. She cannot be the wife of Gladilius. Even though he has risen through the ranks lately, he will never reach all the way to the top. She is not ready to leave me and I'm not ready to let her go. How rude of him to try to catch her attention without speaking to me, to go behind my back. I think I better pay attention to my friend Gladilius. Oh no, I do not think so. I'll talk to her. You can count on us, he said with a steady voice. Secundia will refuse at the last moment, she will get sick, he thought. Rhythmic stamps from a Centuria Praetorians echoed between the walls. They came walking down the Vicus Longus, a street that stretched through the area between Quirinlis and Viminlis straight down toward the Suburra and Roman Forum. Citizens moved aside and stood against the houses or stepped into alleys. Praetorian guards were seen more often on the streets, safety and tranquility was essential before the return of the emperor. They passed the two men in perfect ranks and Gladilius felt proud when the centurion greeted him. Praetorian guards had immense power. For decades they had removed or appointed many powerful men, even killed a few. Not even the emperors were completely safe. The appointment of the Mad Emperor Domitian just a few decades earlier had been completely controlled by the Praetorian Prefect Lucius Ursus. The noise from boots and armor when a fifty-man large group passed drowned their words. They are probably going to clean up the Sabura, Gladilius thought, and was warmed by the thought. The barbarian scum are going to experience cold Roman steel. A little cleanup amidst the mob in that district is needed on a regular basis, they are like filthy rats and multiply unhindered. He became nauseated just by thinking about being forced to live there. 